Hey everybody, welcome to episode 416 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz. Today, we are going to be talking about nutrition, and I'm going to be talking about three underrated ways to lose more fat. And this, um, a written version of this episode can be found at www.stoltzfit.com slash blog. It is the most recent article as of the recording of this podcast, January 24. So go check out that there and you can find a contact form to submit your questions to the show. Any request to work with me can be done there as well. And you can find past episodes and past blog articles also. So good place to go as a hub for this podcast. Thank you for joining me for another one. We're going to get started today and I'll give you three ways to accelerate turbo boost your fat loss this year. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, and I'm back with another show. Today, we're going to talk about losing fat because we are three, four weeks already into 2022. So I know a lot of you guys probably set New Year's resolutions, set some kind of goal for yourself here at the start of the year because that's what we do, right? We set goals January 1 and sometimes stick to them, sometimes don't, but uh, we do have the goals to push towards. And hopefully today I'm going to give you some things that make doing that quite a bit easier on you because it can be pretty difficult. We all run into hiccups. And like I've talked about before, it's really easy to make a really exciting and motivating plan when you're feeling good and motivated. But sticking to that in the hard times or when your priorities change or something comes up is another story. So the things I'm going to talk about today will hopefully help you get to your goal, lose more fat, and actually um, kind of counteract some of the things that can sometimes happen while you're dieting. So I'm going to dive right into it because why not? Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is not really a diet-related tip, but it's something that I stumbled upon uh, actually in my days where I was more of a fan of intermittent fasting and experimenting with longer fast, especially Sometimes I'll implement like intermittent fasting in a shorter term, in a shorter term manner, like 12 to 16 hour fast, right? Just overnight, maybe to lunch on certain days, um, especially if I'm going to have a lot of food later that day. But at this time period of my fitness and dieting, I was experimenting with full like 20 to 24 hour fasts and taking one or two days a week, having a longer fast and having higher calories the rest of the days. During that time of experimenting with that, I found hunger fluctuated a lot. Some fasting days would be really easy, wouldn't even care or notice that I was going without food. Some days, it'd be a drag. Some days, I fell off and just had to eat by mid-afternoon. Some days, um, you know, just felt really, really bad, and some days felt really, really good. So that fluctuation, I found, came depending on a lot of things, training, sleep, or two of them, but... One of them, which was kind of underrated in my opinion, was how busy I was. On the days where I sat around, weekends, um, had more food around and just kind of just didn't have as much on my plate, those days were a lot harder to deal with restriction of food. 
um, the days that were a lot easier and felt a lot better and second nature are the ones where I was really busy, whether it was work, just active things, hobbies, activities, um, work around the house, that kind of thing. Those days so much easier because your mind just isn't on your stomach and your food. Now, I don't necessarily recommend that long of fasting anymore, but uh, the lessons still stand, right? Which is that the more busy you are, the less you're going to think about how hungry you are. And if you're dieting, you're probably going to be hungry. So staying busy is very, very helpful. I find that even if you end a meal and you're not completely full and satisfied and you're kind of thinking about it, just going for a short walk or having something on your list that you have to check off and finish will make a big difference. And you can, um, you can kind of knock away a lot of that hunger or, you know, that feeling, uh, in your stomach and your mind just with a little bit of short, um, you know, we call it like distraction from that hunger. So staying busy, very, very helpful at staying in your groove and not letting food kind of get to you. My personal strategy that I like isn't really fasting, but eat smaller meals throughout the day and keep calories like 500 calories a meal or so, which is on the lower end for me. And then dinner time when I am sitting around more and less busy, consume more calories at that time. So kind of go with the busyness. And if you're busy, it's a good time to take advantage of not eating as much and making it easier on yourself later. So might be time for a new hobby if you're not that busy this winter. Uh, the next thing is something I have to say, and obviously uh, you guys probably see this one coming, it is movement. I couldn't make this episode about underrated ways to lose more fat without talking about moving more because that is half of the equation. People focus all the time on eating less, lowering calories if you plateau, and um, you know, just slashing your food intake or cutting out whole food groups. Reality is that's not that sustainable. What is sustainable is changing your lifestyle slightly to be more active and burn more calories throughout the day and the week and the month and the year. I very recently in the last couple of weeks track my steps. I don't wear a step tracker all the time just because, you know, I wear gloves sometimes. It's kind of a pain to put on. I forget about it half the time. And sometimes I feel like it doesn't even track half the time. Um, don't have it on all the time, but put on this smartwatch for a couple days, a few weeks back, and was horrified when I found out how many steps I was taking. And that was a busy day. I had work around the house to do. I worked on the farm a little bit. I had a workout in the home gym. And even with all of that, I ended with like 5,000 or a little over that for steps for the day. And I figure because that was such a busy day on the days where I'm not as busy or have a rest day in the gym, it's probably like three to 4,000, which is unacceptable for movement as far as I'm concerned. So to combat that, you know, they say five miles is about 10,000 steps or so. I estimate maybe it's a little bit less than that, long legs and all that. So I say three miles is what I'm going to walk every single day minus Saturday, one day a week and um, hit 7,000 steps doing that is what my thought is. And it might not work out perfectly to that all the time. Uh, sometimes I do the walk outside, sometimes on the treadmill. I'm sure the calorie burns different there, but that's not what's important. What's important is just increasing activity 
realizing that I wasn't as active as I should been and trying to get that roughly 7,000 to 8,000 steps added to my normal life. Life doesn't change. Um, don't reduce activity anywhere else and just add that on top of it. Since doing that, I've definitely found weight loss is more linear and calories don't have to be adjusted as frequently. Uh, so you will get the same effect, I'm very sure. So track your steps if they're low or even if you have one or two low days a week, right? Even if you hit eight to 10,000 five days, but the other two days are like 3,000, bump those other days up, take regular walks. Um, I choose to do it all in a one hour walk, but you don't have to do that. You could do three 20 minute walks and it would have the same effect Four 15 minute walks, six, 10 minute walks, whatever you want to do, hit that hour of walking to increase your steps and you will see great progress in your fat loss compared to just focusing on intake and cutting calories. The last thing that is an underrated way to lose more fat is to plan out your phases a bit better. Something I see quite often in people that don't have to do this because they have only five to 25 pounds to lose is staying in fat loss and diet mode for like an entire year or more. These people come to me all the time with metabolism issues, with you know not great strength gains, not a lot of energy, of course plateaus, because they wouldn't be come to me if they didn't have the plateaus. Uh, but unless you're somebody that has 50 plus pounds, maybe even 100 pounds to lose, like a lot, where you can stay in fat loss for four, five, six months straight, you shouldn't be in fat loss that long. You should probably max out at eight to 12 weeks of being in a calorie deficit, change things up, reduce your cardio, maybe do a strength phase in your training, go to maintenance calories, take a month, do, do that, kind of recuperate get the metabolism uh, kind of back up where it needs to be, your motivation will rise, your diet fatigue will go away, and then you can go back at it. Take things in chunks and take the wins in kind of smaller doses. You don't have to lose 40 pounds in six months. You can lose 25 pounds in six months, but set yourself up with your phases where you can keep going after that six months and the weight doesn't come back on. I would rather have you have a proper long-term plan then be someone who's kind of off and on or just runs themselves into the ground. So plan accordingly with your phases and training as well. And if you're phasing things out properly with good diet breaks included, maybe a reverse diet, maybe a muscle gain phase, all these things included as your overall plan for the year, you will see a lot more success in the long term, which is what's important because if you only see success in the short term, it's very likely um, that weight's going to come back and you're not going to actually keep it off, which does no good. And that's it. Three underrated ways to lose more fat. And, um, you know, we all need a little help sometimes. If you ever need any help getting through a plateau or you're not sure how to set up a plan like this with all the phases for yourself, reach out at stoltzfit.com contact. I'll put that in the description of this podcast. You can reach out to me with your questions, request if you want to work with me um, or anything else. And as always, you can find a written version of this episode on stoltzfit.com. Thank you for joining me for another episode, episode 416 of the podcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.